Welcome to the Canby Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Castle. I am fired up, totally excited, and inspired by conversations about living life by design. Knowing that you can be anything or anybody you choose to be. To me, it's just so simple. If life isn't what you want it to be, I believe, I truly believe we all have the power within to change our life just by changing our thoughts and what we focus on. It is a choice. I have with me today a friend that I have known for many years and have the pleasure of working with in the real estate world. Brad Rhodes is a realtor, he's a broker, and he is new to life coaching. And it is through his experiences that he is um, has been inspired to provide you with the guidance and the coaching I am so excited about our conversation about deconstruction. Uh, really, how do you redesign? How do you undesign and redesign that life that you truly want to live, being authentic to who you are? So I'm super excited to have Brad with me today. All right, Brad. So over the weekend, um, you and I started a conversation as we often do that starts over here and it ends up over here. Absolutely. I love those conversations. Those are always my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Just let it go. Right. Let it, let it be what it is. Yes. But you said a word that really, um, when you said the word and then explained to me what it meant, it was really profound. And I think empowering is not the right word, but I, well, maybe so. I mean, empowering people. And that word was deconstruction. Right. Explain what, where that came from, because, you know, it, I will. And, and um, what that's meant for you since then. Well, I'll just say, first off, I've spent the last 20 years deconstructing and reconstructing and didn't have a word until recently. Aren't words so, such gifts? Was, I was so excited. I was so excited when I heard the word. So I mentioned to you um, that I follow someone on Instagram, and he's the naked pastor. And so, first off, I'll say I've never seen a picture of him naked. So it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not a literal not naked. It is uh, the way I take it is just exposed. Yeah. Stripped He's down being and, and completely and exposed open. and honest. Um, so get that visual <laughs> out of your mind. It's not good. Nick <laughs> Pastor standing in front of But me. I do like him a lot. And um, he shared a post and it had the word um, deconstruction. And I'll share a little bit more about that post in a minute. But basically, the concept of deconstruction is this is the way I look at it is, and I think this applies to everyone to some degree and some level, when you're born, we go all the way back to birth, the first 10 years of your life, as you're building your life, mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of influence from other people, primarily parents, teachers, grandparents, um, teachers, pastors, Sunday school teachers, and they're all laying these, what I'm just going to say bricks, building this house which mm -hmm. that's the way I visualize it mm -hmm. as a house mm -hmm. that's your life mm -hmm. and it's okay. made up of all these influences and all these teachings and all these thoughts 
and in your teenage years, you start having a mind of your own <laughs> and you kind of start putting your own stuff in there, building mm -hmm. on top of all these other things. Well, what happens is, and what happened to me is for a lot of people in your twenties and thirties and whatever, you get to a point where you're like, what is this house? I don't even know mm -hmm. this house. Don't like, recognize. What? I don't recognize. This house is not me. This house is something that a lot of other people mm. built. And so what happens is that's where the deconstruction starts taking place and you start taking pieces and sometimes it may just be parts of it or um, whatever. But for me, it ended up being deconstruction of the whole house mm. where I took every single brick, every single piece of lumber, every single piece of everything and looked at it and analyze it. And if it's something that I believed in and something that that fit me in my life, I like put it back over here. And if it didn't, I put it over mm. here. And that sounds easy, mm -mm. but it's not. No, there's a because lot you have of relationships. There's a lot of emotion involved with that. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of dedication and loyalty mm -hmm. and love mm -hmm. and appreciation to the mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. who laid that there, mm -hmm. which makes it very hard when you start taking it and go, but this is something my grandmother taught me. Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, it's a good memory but it's not part of my life. It's not part mm. of who I am. So, you know, a key word for me has been authenticity. That's mm -hmm. like a huge key word for me. Well, as I was thinking about all this, this past week, cause I just saw those posts a little over a week ago, mm -hmm. but as I thought about it, I thought, well, that's authenticity mm -hmm. rebuilding and reconstruction mm. that house that life, mm -hmm. which is really you. Mm -hmm. You're not going around living this life, living in this house that was built by somebody else. You're in this house that's you, mm -hmm. and that's what you're putting forward. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're presenting to the world is me. God, a... But it takes a lot of analyzing mm -hmm. those things. Brick by brick, brick by brick by rock brick by rock. It was literally a 20 year process for me. And it's only been in the last year that I think I felt like I could step back and look and mm -hmm. go, okay, <laughs> mm -hmm. I think we're finally there. So for me and my story and how this applies, um, and we've had several conversations about this, is um, a whole lot of mine uh, had to do with religion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's why it was such a big thing for me. And this naked pastor, I'm actually going to pull up his post because he had some really good comments, um, what he had to say about it. So it says, the reason your deconstruction affects everything is because your religion did. So it's like, oh, well, okay. And then I read his comment. It says, deconstruction affects everything because your religion did. Nothing escapes religion's total domination, eating, sleeping, sex, friends, family, time, volunteering, even mm -hmm. activities. As I looked back, and that's why it was such a huge process for me. So I was raised in an evangelical church. Mm -hmm. um, many of the people that I know that were raised in the same church, it's you don't really realize it I don't think when you're in it mm -hmm. and especially when you grow up in it from mm -hmm. childhood mm -hmm. how much that the church dictates how you live your life right exactly this is how you think this is how you 
you know, what you do, this is what you don't do. This is, you know, there's just a whole lot of rules involved, which with rules comes a lot of judging mm -hmm. because right. if you don't live according to their rules, then you're going to get the judgment. Even, I mean, not going to church on Sunday night. I mean, <laughs> you know, right. Yeah, like because that. Sunday morning, like Sunday night, Wednesday, Wednesday night, night, and then any kind the of church open, that you yes, are supposed to be, you're expected which either. again, dictates how you're spending your time and who you're spending it with doing yeah. what it is that you're doing. It's like your yeah. whole social yeah. life, everything, which is not a bad thing. No, I no, think no. it's great that that's, you know, we all want to have social community <laughs> with people that we have things in common with. And obviously that's a group of people that you're well, going to have a lot in common with. But but to your point, when you are raised a certain way and that becomes a habit that you do out of habit right. versus a decision that you made to do yes. older later in life. Yes. Like if you weren't raised that way and you found comfort and in love acceptance in a church later in life. Mm -hmm and maybe they were there for you when others weren't, then you made a decision to be present and involved yes. versus being programmed to be present and involved. Yes, yes, absolutely. Very true. So my situation is just so people have a little bit of background on me. Um, so I was raised in the evangelical church. Not only was I raised in the evangelical church, my dad was a pastor. No, I didn't know that. Yes. So he was a lay pastor. So he never was a full-time. He always mm -hmm. had full-time, at least one or two mm -hmm. full-time jobs, plus being a pastor. Mm -hmm. So for the first 17, 18 years of my life, my dad was not only my dad, he was my pastor. Mm -hmm. So living with the pastor. So I mean, we are very <laughs> entrenched, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. my, with the supposed tos and you've got yeah, Oh, yeah, very the, much. Yeah. So not but only am I getting it from the church, but, mm -hmm. you know, my dad being the pastor. Um, so um, I knew at an early age, there was something different about me, mm -hmm. but didn't really explore that because, mm -hmm. you know, you're not really allowed to. Yeah, you don't ask questions. Um, so I got married when I was 20 years old, mm -hmm. very young. Um, by the time I was 30, this thing that was different I knew was not going to be something that was going to go mm -hmm. away mm -hmm. but having been so entrenched in the church mm -hmm. and this thing was that I knew I was gay mm -hmm. so the way that you deal with that mm -hmm. when your your whole life is entrenched in the mm -hmm. church mm -hmm. is that you pray as hard as you possibly yeah, can yeah please take this away from me like <laughs> I can't it's even tell you it's bad this is a curse this is my thorn in the flesh yeah, this yeah. is my mm -hmm. temptation this is my you know mm -hmm. and so I, no one on this earth has ever prayed for anything more fervently than i prayed for that to go away mm -hmm. uh, because i was married i mm -hmm. had kids mm -hmm. i had the whole life yeah uh, you know, big members of the church. Um, Your house was you know, fully built. Everything. My house was built and it mm -hmm. was a brick solid house. Um, so from at 30 years old, that's whenever it hit me. So 10 years in the marriage that um, I'm not going to be able to do this forever. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, I don't know what, I don't know, mm -hmm. you know, any of the answers, but I can't do it forever. Six very long years later, we um, separated. And then uh, for me, I knew, uh, or I believed 
that I had to make a choice. Mm -hmm. I could either follow God or I could follow what I felt like was natural to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't do both. Mm -hmm. um, because that's just every, Be because, everything. Because it was I'd against ever, your own doctrine. Everything I ever yeah. believed. Yeah. So for me, uh, unlike a lot of people, I had a real reason to start deconstructing. Yeah. Because I had a huge cornerstone brick mm -hmm. that I had to get answers for. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I started, you know, I, I, after we separated and I'm living on my own and I'm trying to figure out what's my life going to look like. Am mm -hmm. I just going to, you know, be an abstinent person who just, you know, stays committed to God or, you know, what am I going to do? And so I decided one day um, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to research and I'm going to go to uh, Dallas because we're about an hour from Dallas. And little did I know at the time, but the largest gay church in the country is in Dallas. I did not know that. Hope. I, yeah. So I just decided I'm going to go. I'm going to go check it out. Mm -hmm. You know, because um, everything I believe is, you know, like that's not real. Yeah. Can't like be real. I can't go to church now it because can't. I am against the like church. Gay church yeah. is such an oxymoron. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can't yeah. be both. So not, I'm just going to go check it out. Yeah. So the whole drive that morning, I'm just like praying. It's like, dear God, just, just show me mm -hmm. the truth. I mm -hmm. need to know, you know, is this just a bunch of hogwash, which I literally remember that word. <laughs> Did you even think like, am I still lovable? Like oh, um, I think I was just so confused about all of it. I yeah. don't know. I don't remember specifically thinking that, but um, you know, you can look at philosophy, you can dissect scripture, you can look at meanings, you can look at the Hebrew, you can look at all these things trying to make sense of it. But for me, it's like, I was exhausted of all that. Yeah. I just want yeah. this between me and you, God, mm -hmm. I want you mm -hmm. to reveal to me mm -hmm. if, you know, just show me truth. I just mm -hmm. want to know the truth. Mm -hmm. um, so I went to that church and I, it had nothing to do with anything that was said because I don't have a clue what was said mm -hmm. that day. But I sat on the back row of that church and just wept mm -hmm. um, because God was there. I knew God was there. He was speaking to me and that was my answer. Mm -hmm. And 20 something years later, mm -hmm. I have never questioned. I've never looked back. Mm -hmm. I don't care what anybody says. It's like, I had that experience. Mm -hmm. God mm -hmm. made it extremely clear to me mm -hmm. that um, that I was created mm -hmm. gay. Mm -hmm. He not only accepts me, but that's who I am. Mm -hmm. Why would I have to be why, accepted? Yeah, why question the way yeah, you're made? Because that's yeah. who I am. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, then with me being at peace and me being okay with it, I still was trying to reconcile my faith mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with this new mm -hmm. knowing, <laughs> you know, knowing. Yeah. And I kept kind of going back to, and I kept trying to get some validation, some whatever from people that, that um, I knew from church, from mm -hmm. friends. And, mm -hmm. you know, basically the thing that I got was, you know, we're all sinners, you know, who am I to judge, you know, whatever. But I never really got full, acceptance of me just mm -hmm. who we love who you I as you am. are and we don't yeah yeah without questioning and, and this God is does who too. you are yeah so um um so that started my whole quest whenever I took this big piece of cornerstone mm -hmm. brick for my life mm -hmm. and I looked at it 
And I thought, everything I've ever believed to be true about this is wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's a huge piece of what I was taught mm -hmm. my entire life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then I basically just kind of go, <laughs> it's like, look at this house. And it's like, mm -hmm. hmm, wonder what else, mm -hmm. <laughs> what else is there? You know, so it's like, okay, well, sit this over here. And I just literally remember having that thought of, well, what else? Mm -hmm. What else have I been taught mm -hmm. that's not right? Mm -hmm. And I literally just took thing by thing by, you know, everything and mm -hmm. broke it down. Mm -hmm. And so from there, you're able to take, okay, it's like, okay, well, here's this pile. Mm -hmm. here's this pile mm -hmm. and start rebuilding. Mm -hmm. So the great thing about deconstructing, you can't just deconstruct. You got to reconstruct. You got to reconstruct. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put but it you back get to together. Do it intentionally. But you get to do it intentionally yeah. and genuinely and know that. And when it's finished, it's like, okay, mm -hmm. this is me mm -hmm. and I like it. Mm -hmm. And there, there are people that you know, I looked for validation my entire life and never got it, mm -hmm. but it's great to be validated and appreciated for exactly who you are, mm -hmm. because, you know, that's one thing in one of the books that I read years ago, as I'm dealing with all this was, uh, one of the issues that, um, kids who grew up like I did, you know, all kids, when you go through teenagers, whatever, you're looking for validation where you just get validation for all kinds of things. But when you're pretending to be one thing and you know, you're something else mm -hmm. and the person or the thing that you're pretending to be gets validated, mm -hmm. then that's like a reverse validation. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm mm -hmm. validating this person that you're got the, the mask that you got mm -hmm. on which means I do not validate or approve the real you that's behind that mask. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's a huge, huge thing as, um, as you're growing up and what ends up happening is, and what happened with me is after this whole reconstruction process, even though it was beautiful and it was great and I loved it, there was still this deep shame Mm. that I mm -hmm. still mm -hmm. could not mm -hmm. get rid of. Mm -hmm. um, and shame, shame's a tough one. Shame is, is it's a very shame is tough. at the bottom of the emotional scale. It is at the bottom. And it is at the, for me, it was at the very core yeah. of yeah. who I am. Mm -hmm. So trying to um, release that shame. So I'll just say starting in 2020, that's what I was going to say. I think I've watched this experience. So starting in 2020, I started <clears throat> therapy. It was mm -hmm. great because I'd wanted to see a therapist for a while, but I didn't want to see anybody local. I didn't want, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. I wanted to be mm -hmm. able to really select somebody that I mm -hmm. felt like I was going to have a really good connection with. Mm -hmm. Well, in 2020, they all started doing therapy online. Yeah. So now you can <laughs> so find anybody now anywhere. I can research and mm -hmm. I did extensive research and I found someone and so for a year and a half, I did therapy. So 2020, probably to the end of 2021, uh, something like that, um, that I, I had therapy with, with this guy. And it was incredible. It was great. We worked through a whole lot of stuff. 
And I got to the very end and basically I graduated because, you know, it got to where, you know, each session is like, I, I don't even know what, what are we going to mm -hmm. talk about? Mm -hmm. Because previously it's like, I've got all this stuff. It's like, wow, mm -hmm. I've been making notes of all the stuff mm -hmm. I want to talk about. Then mm -hmm. it gets to the end. It's like, I, I, I just, yeah. but I just didn't feel like I was there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what I know now is that I was using my cognitive thinking brain mm -hmm. processing. I had processed it all. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. had all the answers. Mm -hmm. I knew you know, all the way my brain was thinking and I knew all that stuff, but I still wasn't able to release that deep, mm -hmm. deep shame. So I can't tell the story without saying um, that I ended up going to Janet Karam, mm -hmm. who's a hypnotherapist mm -hmm. and um, had an incredible experience, mm. but I- Janice is amazing. I mean, Janet, Janet is amazing, but it's not so, really what I went to her for. Yeah. yeah, but she just has that way. She's just so gentle and well, helping discover the uncovered. It's like I didn't even know since I'd never been to her. I didn't even know what all I could accomplish mm -hmm. or what all we could do. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I've been for several months. Uh, Janet's a really good friend. It was a new practice she had just started in like 2021. Mm -hmm. Wanted to support her. Go check it out. See what it's all about. So then I did have something that I wanted to work through. And as she and I talked and I started just spilling all this mm -hmm. other stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, somehow she's just an extremely intuitive person that mm -hmm. knew exactly where to lead this. But ultimately, but I want to wait, but I mean, not to lose track of don't lose track of that. Mm -hmm. But Janet is um, she's been on this show mm -hmm. and she's offered her services. So even if you're not from this area, she can help yeah. you from wherever. Right. And she's just I, I mean, I want you guys to, to really listen to this and know that this is available to you, too. Right. So what I know now. And so this was a year ago. This was mm -hmm. in March mm -hmm. of last year that I think it was March that I went to see her. So it took. Um, getting out of my conscious brain that's what happens when you're when you're hypnotized or for hypnotherapy um, basically hypnotherapy just so people know is guided meditation mm -hmm. on steroids yeah I exactly. mean, it, it's a very yeah. deep guided meditation so you're going into your subconscious mm -hmm. um, which means you're no longer using your cognitive thinking brain um, and, and that's why I was able to release it because mm -hmm. You're no longer judging. I was judging, analyzing, breaking yeah. down, still, yeah. but this, but this, but that. So when when you're in that state, all that's like you're detached from all that. Mm -hmm. And so I I had an incredible experience. Um and and it and it continued to evolve after that as far as you know, it's still continued a lot of the things. Uh, I immediately had peace, I immediately mm -hmm. had a release mm -hmm. of shame. And I haven't uh, felt that or experienced that or anything since then. So mm. it's kind of cool, really, that I have two, two specific occasions mm -hmm. that I can go back to, which I think mm -hmm. is extremely important, because mm -hmm. as your life goes on, and you start having doubts about something, you can go, nope, this, this day right here. Yeah, this it's is... like I drove a stake in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I came to terms with it. Yeah. God spoke to me. This happened uh, on this day mm -hmm. that you can go back to and say, 
you know, just mm -hmm. stop mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it's, you know, you've already gone mm -hmm. past that. Mm -hmm. um, so um, what continued to happen and the way that I was able to release the shame was through my realization of how controlling religion had been in my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so being able to come to terms with that, mm -hmm. that's the whole way I was able to release mm -hmm. that shame. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I've heard this expression several times since then, I'm not even sure where it originated, that religion was created to control the masses. And, mm -hmm. and I'm not, I'm not an anti-religion person. I go to church. Mm -hmm. I'm a man of faith. Mm -hmm. I have strong faith. Um, I just, um, when it's used to control, because what I realized mm -hmm. is it's like, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. scripture and interpreting scripture is one thing, but for any, for, for a specific denomination, at some point, somebody said, this is what we believe. Mm -hmm a person said, mm -hmm. this is what I believe or mm -hmm. what we mm -hmm. believe. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> looking back now, it seems pretty clear that they basically found scripture to support what they believe. But then there was a lot of scripture that they just chose to ignore. Right. And they'll say, oh, yeah, we believe the entire Bible from, you know, Genesis to, mm -hmm. to Revelation, every single word of it. But then when you start questioning, you know, oh, well, that doesn't apply today. Right. But this, I'm going to control your life. And I'm going to tell you, after, you have to words. live your life by using these words. Yeah. Not because, I mean, let's get real. Mm -hmm. Not because that's what the scripture says, but that's because that's what they believe. Mm -hmm. And that's how they want people to live. Right. Because if that wasn't true, they'd be enforcing all these other ones. They wouldn't allow women to speak in church couldn't have a bacon cheeseburger because you know you can't eat two types of meat all at the same time right. there's a lot of things right and i think you know it and and for some those oh there's just so much to unpack with that whole conversation <laughs> for lack of time i won't yeah no, but i i do i you know my you and i had the conversation offline i think that what's really important i i feel the message that i want people to to understand is sometimes the words and the things that we do unintentionally impact other people's lives you felt judged because how people were using text in context to judge how you felt you wanted to live your life, but were scared to because of that judgment. And I think that happens a lot in organizations of any kind, it's whether true. it be a religious organization mm -hmm. or a non-religious. Yeah, I think that um, when the collective believe just because the collective are supposed to believe, yeah, there is opportunity then to um, form judgment to anybody who doesn't believe. And it's really easy to use that to control people because it's like, if you want to be a part of us, 
And, you know, we all want to belong. Yeah, it's even mean girls in school. I mean, we I mean all... and I say mean girls, quote, unquote, yeah. the mean, you know, the clicks in school. If you don't wear this, then, yeah. you're, you know, if you don't say this or yeah. if you talk to this person and they're not in our group, then you are no longer part of our group. Like you see that in all aspects of Very our true. life, in all ages of our life so until you get to a place where it's like i'm deconstructing my life i'm blowing the bricks off of this joint mm -hmm. and i'm going to be who i am unapologetically mm -hmm. and um and and then also understanding that i have a right to build my house with the construction with the materials i feel are authentic to me mm -hmm. and it's not me to say that your house is built wrong or i don't yeah. you know and my house is built wrong it's my house mm -hmm. it's your house and i mm -hmm. think that the world would be a much kinder place if everybody could understand that they can be themselves. They can build the house however they choose to build, and it's okay. Mm -hmm. And if you are in an organization, if you're in a group of people, formal or informal, that says otherwise, maybe you really need to, mm -hmm. you know, have question: Is this really good for all concerned? Yeah, and find new people. And find, yeah, find new people. <laughs> so. Which there are people out there, you know, to support, you know, whatever. That's that's been the most incredible thing for me. And the thing that I've I've connected with people on such a deeper level mm -hmm. in the last two or three years, mm -hmm. probably, mm -hmm. than I ever have in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, just because it's genuine mm -hmm. and it's real. Mm -hmm. And we're connecting on those things that we that we you know, have really thought about and really put, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of time mm -hmm. into. And, well, and it's you very probably authentic. have outgrown anybody that doesn't love and respect the differences in others. True. Yes. And, and not that you um, wouldn't associate with others because you're free of judgment because sure. unless you be judged. Yeah, but no, I don't judge. At the, <laughs> at the same point, I think that you start resonating with different people and you kind of outgrow relationships what's is kind of sad sometimes and you know that's okay and that's okay it's hard and a lot of people have a hard time with that but it's better to detach and move on and continue to grow mm -hmm. than to continue trying to stay in that place mm -hmm. just to save this relationship yeah. it's like what's it even built on anyway you know when you were talking about uh, deconstruction and and built rebuilding your house that i keep visualizing my granddaughter used to have hermit crabs. Okay. Okay. At her Heather grandmother's house. <laughs> but a hermit crab, when it outgrows its shell, it goes and finds another shell, right? Mm -hmm. And so she would always get a little bit bigger, more decorative, or whatever. Mm -hmm. She would have all of these different shells, and the hermit crab would choose what shell fit him both best mm -hmm. based on his growth. Mm -hmm. And so I just think about that too. Like if you're a nomadic yeah. type of person yeah. and you don't want to build a house, right. then just find a it, bigger shell. It can be an RV, yeah. <laughs> something yeah. on wheels. Yeah. So yeah. I have to say one thing. So um, you know, I've talked to two or three different people that do podcasts that, mm -hmm. you know, thought about kind of sharing some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned it to me, which you brought it up to me to to do the podcast. And I thought oh, this makes sense because, you know, we have so many of the things mm -hmm. that we have in common, but because you're the only one of the few people 
that I'm friends with and know today that knew me in my previous life. Yes, yes. I, yeah. I mean, so, way back. And that like is what 20, I refer to it as. 26. Prior to like about 2000. Years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was my previous life. Yeah. That was, you know, so. Yeah, you we did a one is together. You, yes. <laughs> you knew me when we, when I was yeah. married and when my kids were little and uh -huh. won't say uh -huh. what church, but you know, yeah. that church that we both went to and. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of history. A lot of history. There. Yeah. So, and yeah it's, just... even, it's so anybody that thinks they knew me that hasn't known me in the last few years doesn't really. They really don't know, know you. <laughs> they don't know you like you know you now. Nope. Yep. I love it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I know sometimes whenever I ask people to be on the show and you, it's not like I give you some questions. You don't know what to expect. It's kind of a little scary, a little intimidating. And well, I so, actually had probably about five different things that we could have talked about, but oh, I, yeah. I chose this one because. It, uh, well, we, it, we talked about two different <laughs> things before we even started well, this. True. Mind movies and breathing. So. Oh yeah. 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 We still, I still get research yeah. and all that. So. Well, we can, we can, um, we can come back to that later. Sounds right. good. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Can Be Podcast. Gosh, this was such a great conversation. I know you know somebody who needs this. So please share this with them to give them permission to be themselves. It's okay to blow the house apart and start rebuilding. It is okay. And there's not any point in life where you're too old or too young because life is what you experience. And, and you know, just blow that house up start all over right um please subscribe so you know when the next episode drops i try to have those drop every tuesday and um reach out to me i would love if you've got a great guest for the show please let me know i'd love to have them on the show and if that is you please raise your hand I'd love to have you on the show too have a great day